arrived last night make it clear that they were lied to again and again and fraudulently induced to board the planes. They were told there was a surprise present for them and that there would be jobs and housing awaiting for them when they arrived. This was obviously a sadistic lie. Good afternoon, this is your captain speaking with just a little flight information. We're flying at an altitude of 37,000 feet and our airspeed is 400 miles an hour. A couple little facts here, I'm packing a Colt King Cobra, that's a 357 caliber firearm with a black rubber grip and a 6 inch barrel, capable of piercing body armor at a distance of up to 27 feet. And I can put a hole in human bone and flesh the size of the Grand Canyon, which by the way is coming up on the left hand side of the plane. No, not you, not you. Your organization's terrible. Should I tell you? Should I tell you? Oh, you're Boy Scouts, but you know life. You know life. You know I'm totally off script right now. Hello. This is News Dive. I am your host, Shane, and I'm here with my co-host, Asher. What's up, Asher? What's up? What's up? Big week this past week. Certainly has been. A lot going on, as we'll get to shortly. But we'll start today with uh, this week's rundown. A majority of Republican voters say the U.S. should be declared a Christian nation as more than 60% of GOP voters supported codifying Christian nationalism. Economists and other critics on Wednesday called out the U.S. Federal Reserve for officially announcing its widely expected third 75 basis point interest rate hike this year. With each rate hike, warnings of a global recession have mounted, and opponents of the Fed's approach have stressed that low-income workers and other marginalized people are bound to bear the brunt of the negative impacts. Right-wing attack... Right-wing attempts to ban books are showing no signs of slowing down, according to a report released Friday by the American Library Association, and in fact have reached an unprecedented level, with libraries and bookstores increasingly facing legal threats over the materials on their shelves. The organization, which had been tracking book banning efforts for more than 20 years, found that so far in 2022, parents and other community members have challenged one. 1,651 different books and have issued 681 complaints across the country. The number of ultra-rich people has hit an all-time high. Also, someone dies from hunger every four seconds. Palestinian-American journalist Shireen Abu Akleh, who was killed by Israeli forces in May while reporting from the occupied West Bank in the city of Janine, was deliberately and repeatedly targeted along with her colleagues despite clearly identified as member of the press, according to a uh, new report released Tuesday. Iran has erupted over the death of a young woman in police custody for improperly wearing the hijab. Police in Tehran immediately denied responsibility for her murder and said she suffered sudden heart failure. 
Amini's arrest and death rapidly set off protests across the country, initially starting outside the hospital where she died and spreading to other provinces. Throughout social media, she has already become a symbol for the struggle against the compulsory hijab and police across the world. Camp campaign, fina uh, campaign finance data compiled by the watchdog Open Secret shows that the powerful and deep-pocketed Koch network has spent more than $1 million supporting Republican congressional candidates who attempted to overturn the 2020 presidential election. Adding to the tens of millions that corporate PACs have funneled to election deniers since the January 6th attack. A court today allowed abortion to proceed to uh, allowed an abortion ban to proceed in Arizona, overruling a ruling issued in the state in 1973. The trial court at the time had dismissed the abortion ban in 1971 before being required to hear the case by an appeals court. Trial court found the abortion ban unconstitutional, but was overturned by an appeals court ruling the abortion ban legal. Three weeks later, Roe v. Wade was decided, overturning the appeals court decision. Now, with the overturn of Roe v. Wade, the courts have once again found the 50-year-old abortion ban to be constitutional. And that's today's rundown. And we turn our attention to uh, Florida and Texas, and Massachusetts, where Republicans have pulled a, probably one of the most disgusting political stunts I have ever seen, where, where uh, Ron DeSantis uh, took migrants from Texas and trafficked them to Martha's Vineyards and just dumped them on their doorstep with absolutely zero warning. And was just basically like, here, deal with them. And they used tax money, taxpayer money to do this. They, uh, they lied to the migrants. They said that there would be jobs and opportunities and, uh, and housing and other, uh, other uh, uh, facilities for them to, to start their new life in America. So they, were, they, they were told they were given an opportunity, and then they were left stranded in Martha's Vineyards. And uh, D, uh, DHS uh, lied on a lot of their forms about like their uh, home addresses. Yeah, even when some of the migrants said they didn't have home addresses, and this is leading to uh, certain issues with these migrants being able to uh, make their uh, court hearings. And if you don't make your court hearings, that makes you eligible for a deportation. Um, we'll start. Yeah, they were they were assigned to um, ICE reporting centers, despite having been flown to Martha's Vineyard as far away as Tacoma, Washington. Uh, they had about two or three days in which not only were they surprisingly left in Martha's Vineyard, they had to then make an appearance in Tacoma, Washington, or else risk deportation. Two days it later. Yeah, it's disgusting. They like uh, one 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 example was a migrant who was in who was left in Martha's Vineyards on uh, on a Saturday, and like you said, had to be in Tacoma, Washington, for his hearing yeah. for their hearing on the that Monday. So, mm -hmm. uh, migrant, no job, 
no place to uh, no place to go, no no money, has to make their way to the complete other side of the country in two days in order to avoid uh, deportation. And and some of the the migrants were sent without shoes. I I don't know how they managed to board an a, a commercial aircraft is what I've read without shoes i know they make you take your shoes off at the airport so they can scan them but apparently this is airplanes are not something where it's you know you know the saying no shirt no shoes no service i did not know that you could actually get on an airplane without shoes that is disgusting like i i'm not trying to make the point that airlines should require shoes what the disgusting part is that they were sent across the country to Martha's Vineyard and didn't even have shoes. Yeah. They were not given shoes to wear. And like, I've seen people they're going around saying like, oh, they were given food, they were given haircuts, they, uh, they were given all these things. And it's like, yeah, they probably did treat them nicely for the few hours that they had them in their uh, custody. But as soon as, soon as they dropped them off at Martha's Vineyard, they're like, good luck. Uh, even, though there, even though there's no system in Martha's Vineyards to uh, deal with this. And believe me, I would love to turn Martha's Vineyards into a, uh, a migrant, like... Uh, um, like a migrant community like that mm-hmm. that's that'd be awesome but just dropping them at the doorstep of this community with zero warning and zero time to prepare uh is just not the way to do this and- yeah and the republican governor of massachusetts charlie barker did say that the community and martha's vineyard opened their doors um, tried to supply as much food as they could tried to make sure that all of the migrants were welcomed by uh, the people of Martha's Vineyard, but he still needed to activate the National Guard so that the National Guard could be called in to help find, you know, better housing than, you know, someone's bungalow um, so that they could voluntarily choose to be bunked. Also assured that there would be no separation of families while they were in uh, the National Guard network being bunked. So the families were all kept together. I know Ted Cruz tried to make the claim that Democrats had activated the National Guard to deal with migrants. So why do they expect Republican states to keep migrants? The National Guard, first of all, was not being activated to escort migrants out. The National Guard was activated to help them attain the food that they needed and the housing that they needed and also was activated by massachusetts governor which shockingly enough to most people is a republican yeah and and this is all this all requires like taxpayer money uh ron, ron DeSantis has spent uh probably like a t- total of like one and a half million dollars transporting these migrants all over the country and then of course it uh, it costs money to mobilize the National Guard and have all these resources. And we should say that, like, uh, this is this is not a solution to our immigration problem. Our immigration system is very broken, and we need and we need compl- uh, 
massive immigration reform, but it's which is being held up by a Republicans in Congress who don't want to allow any abortion, uh, abortion, any immigration at all. They don't. They don't yeah, want abortions allow, later. They, they, abortions they, later they in wanna, the show. They don't want to allow abortions either, but that's a different conversation. Yep, and uh, we have a clip here of Rachel Self, a Boston immigration attorney, who uh, who explains everything you need to know about the immigrants sent to Martha's Vineyards. And she has uh, she has been work she had worked with the migrants who are left there and has uh, talked to them personally, and she has a better understanding than what we do. So let's hear uh, what she says. Drive last night, make it clear that they were lied to again and again and fraudulently induced to board the planes. They were told there was a surprise present for them and that there would be jobs and housing awaiting for them when they arrived. This was obviously a sadistic lie. Not only did those responsible for this stunt know that there was no housing and no employment awaiting the migrants, they also very intentionally chose not to call ahead to any single office authority on Martha's Vineyard so that even the most basic human needs arrangements could be made, ensuring that no help awaited the migrants at all was the entire point. They were provided with a cartoonishly simple map of Martha's Vineyard and the United States and a brief brochure containing... And if for people who uh, are not watching the video version of this, it's just a map of the United States with a straight line from Texas to Massachusetts. And the United States and a brief brochure containing snippets from the Commonwealth of Massachusetts website and instructions to change their address with USCIS when they relocated. This is especially troubling as anyone with even the most basic understanding of the immigration proceedings knows that USCIS was not the agency with whom the migrants would have to record their addresses and has nothing to do with their cases in any way. It is clear that this was an intentional attempt to ensure that these migrants were removed in absentia when they failed to change their address with the proper agency. This was a purposeful derailment designed to prevent people from complying with federal immigration policies. This is problematic because the state should not be interfering with federal immigration policy. Before they boarded the planes, the migrants were processed by agents of the Department of Homeland Security who listed falsified addresses on the migrants' paperwork. Agents apparently chose random homeless shelters all across the country from Washington to Florida to list the migrants' mailing addresses, even when told by the migrants that they had no address in the U.S. According to the paperwork provided to them, the migrants are required to check in with ICE office nearest to the fake address chosen for them by DHS or be permanently removed from the United States with some required to check in as early as this coming Monday. It could not be clearer that this is an attempt to ensure that these people are ordered removed even as they try as hard as they can to comply with the instructions provided to them. There is no other reason to list as someone's mailing address a homeless shelter in Tacoma, Washington, when they ship him to Massachusetts. It is sickeningly cruel, throwing obstacles in the way of people fleeing violence and oppression 
some of whom walked through 10 countries in the hopes of finding safety. It is shameful and inhuman. Many of these victims were deprived of medical care despite clear existing injuries. These are human beings who were deprived of basic human rights. To the people who find themselves, these wonderful people who find themselves plane wrecked on our island, I have a message for all of them. You are not alone. We have your backs. We are proud to be here for you. And we've got you. If the intention of those who perpetrated this horrendous act was to create a crisis, you have failed. Their demeanor is kind, their demeanor is grateful, and their demeanor is just that they wanna be doing everything right. Their biggest concern today is that many of them have dates to appear in San Antonio Monday morning, Tacoma, Washington Monday morning, Washington DC Monday morning. You tell me how that's possible. We will be exploring all civil and criminal. So yeah, just, just really, really gross stuff that just, just using people's lives as pawns for your political gains. I mean, it's more than that, even. The migrants that they did this to were escaping oppression. Literally, she said, walked through 10 countries to get here at the hope of being able to find a job and get work. Tell me how that is a burden on society. Tell me. I'd, I'd love to hear a valid reason as to why that is a burden on society. I keep hearing about this, you know, the, the jobs deficit. Not enough people to work. No one wants to work anymore. Here come people to the United States fleeing oppressive authoritarian countries who want to make a life for themselves with the hopes of being treated with some dignity and some respect and working and giving back to the communities that are welcoming them in. And they are being treated like this. That is just so beyond despicable just just it's if blood could boil it would boil at this story yeah and this is what the republican party in this country has decided to do to take migrants who are trying to come in for a better life a safer life and ship them to a place that they don't know. They're already trying to escape oppression to come here. They don't know what's happening. Promising them a surprise present if they get on an airplane and sending them all the way up to Massachusetts, which in itself is bad, but then scheduling dates where they have to report in across the country, three time zones away, three days later. That is so beyond the pale. I honestly don't... I, I, I can't think of something else to compare it to in recent history. Like, it's just horrifying. Here's a... 
Here's a short clip from Al Jazeera talking about... Juan is packing to go again. This has been his life since he left his family. With a uh, report from Al Jazeera on migrants and their journeys in, to uh, Central America. ...in Honduras to join the caravan of migrants heading through Mexico. He says he had no choice but to leave. I had problems with the Maras gangs in Honduras. They wanted me to join them and I don't like those things, so they came looking for me to kill me. Gangs and poverty, the twin curses of Central America, especially Honduras and El Salvador. These people are trying to escape. Their stories are harrowing. Angelica says gang members raped her twice and extorted her small tortilla business until she couldn't pay. Then they said they'd take her five-year-old daughter Ashley instead. They sell the children to people for sexual abuse. That was when I decided to leave my country because I didn't want my daughter to suffer what I'd gone through. That uh, is a little uh, inside of what some of these people experience, what they're fleeing, and then you see how they're treated once they get here. It's... The inhumanity that these Republican governors are showing while one is angling to potentially be president of the United States and another is angling to be reelected as governor of his state. This is remarkable, but yet this is what that party has become. This is what they are embracing. They are living and they've really tapped into some fear that certain people who live in this country have of the other. It, it's amazing to me, but that's, that's what they're doing. And they know what they're doing. They're doing every single part of it. Yeah, so, and Ron DeSantis claims that this is... Uh... This is only the beginning of efforts to relocate migrants. There was reporting the other day that uh, he was going to ship migrants to Delaware to Joe Biden's residence. But uh, here is him on uh, Fox News talking about his, uh, his, his plan to do this further. They were fed, they were showered, they were offered haircuts and, and any other services that they were needed, correct? Yeah, not only that, they all sign consent forms to go, and then the vent. Yeah, and I would like to say, yeah, Ron, of course they signed consent forms to go because you told them that there would be jobs for them there. That's like saying, yes, I have read and agreed to the terms and conditions. Like, claiming they signed consent forms. What was in the form, Ron? Yeah. Could they even read the form? True. And if you're like, uh, what language was the form in, Ron? Like, what what were they promised in the form, Ron? This is, man, that's disgusting. Yep. And then the vendor that, that is doing this for Florida provided them with a packet 
that had a map of Martha's Vineyard. It had the numbers. For and it, as we just saw before, it wasn't much of a map that they were provided at all. Different services on Martha's Vineyard. And then it had numbers for the overall agencies in Massachusetts that handle things involving immigration and refugees. So it was clearly voluntary and all the other nonsense you're hearing um, is just not true. Yeah, it's <laughs> sure. <laughs> Clearly voluntary Clearly that voluntary. I chartered a plane to relocate over 50 migrants and then force them to have appearances with Immigrations and Customs Enforcement three time zones away. Yeah. Completely voluntary. Yep. And, I mean, this is so egregious that uh, Hannity uh, got Ted Cruz to admit that transporting migrants across the state lines is illegal. And would I mean, it's human trafficking. Yeah. And would be a I mean, I'm not an attorney, but it sounds like, you know, moving people against their will across a state line probably meets that definition. Again, I'm not an attorney. I don't know for sure, but it sure sounds like it. So here, here, and the reason, and before we play, I'll I'll speculate a little bit why uh, Hannity is doing Let's talk about is uh kind of like throwing shade at uh, DeSantis here is because like Hannity is like really close to Trump, and uh, DeSantis is a is a threat for uh for twenty twenty four against Trump, so. Hannity is probably taking this as a uh, as an attempt to take DeSantis down a peg for Donald Trump, but here is him getting Ted Cruz to basically admit that what DeSantis did was human trafficking and would be illegal if anyone else did it. You know, let's talk about the law. You're a lawyer, Senator. You've argued before the Supreme yep. Court successfully, and from a legal standpoint, let's say I went down to the border and I, I brought a big truck with me and I picked up a bunch of illegal immigrants and I started transporting them uh, across the country. Would I or would I not likely be arrested for human trafficking, and would it be illegal to do that for me if I did that? For, for you, a citizen, you could easily be arrested, although, to be honest, Joe Biden's Justice Department wouldn't arrest you. But in an ordinary oh, no, Justice for, Department, I'm a conservative a they, citizen they, doing I that disagree. They'd arrest me. They'd no, arrest that's true. The, if I was a liberal. <laughs> so, so, like, what makes, what makes Ron DeSantis any different from anyone else doing this? Like, why, why does he get, why does he, as a governor, get to just break the law? Now, I, I will say that I don't know that Ted Cruz's legal opinion here should carry much weight with our audience. This is this is purely politicking. Yeah. Um, but between the between them, this is not like, oh, well, Ted Cruz is right on this one. I no, Ted Cruz is awful. Yes, I agree with that. But, but this is this is like. Sean Hannity getting someone who ran against Donald Trump to come out in favor of, you know, Trumpian policies at the expense of Ron DeSantis. Yep. And uh, 
and like you said, like we, our Ted Cruz's legal opinion doesn't bear much weight with us or our audience. So, uh, I mean, he he is an attorney. Give yes. him credit. He he is an attorney. Um, but like the law is always up. How many people are attorneys though, who have you know opinions on things? Yeah, I mean, like Michael Cohen wasn't is an attorney or was an attorney. Rudy Giuliani. Yeah is an attorney that does not mean that i'm going to ask them for advice on critical things so don't let the fact that he is an attorney like hold too much weight on we are opening up a case we are opening up a a despicable human being yeah and and the reason why i wanted to show that is because i mean like a lot of republicans like to do a lot of time is like when they do something illegal and then get arrested, uh, not arrested, uh, investigated for it. They like to claim it's a witness. So I just like to show that there, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Even on the right wing, that there are some that that will even admit, like, yeah, this is kind of human trafficking. And if anyone else did it, uh, they would probably be arrested. But uh, and like I said, right. So and speaking of investigations, there has been an investigation opened up into this, and here is Texas Sheriff Javier uh, Salazar. Uh, Speaking on the opening of of up of an investigation into this into this transport of asylum secret seekers, we are opening up a case uh, with an investigation with regard to the suspected uh, activities involving the forty eight migrants from Venezuela. That, as we understand it at this point, the facts of the case at this point are that on uh, Wednesday, September 14th, uh, here in Bear County in the city of San Antonio, uh, our understanding is that a Venezuelan migrant uh, was paid a, a, what we would call a bird dog fee to recruit approximately 50 migrants from the area around a migrant resource center on San Pedro uh, here in San Antonio. Uh, as we understand it, 48 migrants were uh, lured, I will use the word lured, uh, under false pretenses uh, into, into staying at a hotel for a couple of days. Uh, they were taken by airplane. At a certain point, they were shuttled to an airplane uh, where they were flown to Florida and then eventually flown to Martha's Vineyard. Again, under false pretenses is the, the information that we have, that they were promised work. They were promised the solution to several other problems. They were taken to uh, Martha's Vineyard from what, from what we can gather uh, for nothing, for little more than a photo op, video op, and then they were unceremoniously stranded in Martha's Vineyard. Um, so yeah, they, they are now investigating Ron DeSantis for human trafficking of these migrants. Now, one, one thing that is important to take into consideration, um, when people think of Texas, they think of just a giant red state, um, very, very Republican. But it's important to know that Texas has a lot of big cities, um, some of which lean quite yeah, blue. Like all, and so that sheriff Austin, for is once, pretty liberal. Yeah, but that sheriff is from Bexar County, which is where San Antonio is. So he is actually a Democrat yes. sheriff, yes. which it just important to note that there are Democrats in Texas who get elected and even to law enforcement positions 
So. Yep. And so, I mean, Republicans uh, say that they're going to keep doing this. Uh, I mean, th it seems to have backfired a bit. I, I don't think this has gone over particularly well with the public. Uh, but I, as we'll see more as time goes on, and especially if they do it again, and we'll see I, the fallout from it. But this is there. There's no other reason to do something like this other than for political posturing. I mean, we're we're like a like a month and a half from an election. Uh, I mean, how many times have Republicans? done things akin to this in the past. I mean, I don't know that we've seen the, the forced relocation to Martha's Vineyard before, but it's not like this is a new playbook they're pulling from. This is the activation of the, I, I'm going to say latent, but it's not very latent, uh, latent racism that they've had this entire time and the latent nationalism that they've had this entire time. Name an election cycle when things start looking bad for Republicans, where all of a sudden, Fox News does not come up with, oh, there's a caravan coming to the southern border. The, the, yeah. There's a caravan. We, we have live footage of a caravan in uh, Guatemala right now that is coming to texas it it has ten thousand people in it like and then that is and then it's, that's and, what they've been building this is what they've yes. been building up to and then so far and then once, i'm sure they've got more they're they're gonna do in the future but yeah no this is this is what they've been conditioning people for yeah and then once and then once the election's over they just stop talking about it because it's not real yeah the, <laughs> after november you know 9th every election cycles over suddenly the caravan's gone yep where did the caravan go like it's that it's purely purely an attempt at signaling to nationalists and especially white nationalists that we can play on the racism card Moving on, we're going to move on to talk about uh, Tucker Carlson. Uh, Tucker Carlson has been more unhinged than usual lately. Uh, he has gone full in on the trans panic conspiracy. This, I, this idea that there are teachers and doctors out there quote-unquote transing uh kids which is which is completely untrue and backwards it's p adults are not encouraging children to be trans most most scenarios you find out is that it's the kid that comes out to the parent and says that they're trans and you and usually a lot of times it's the parents that are against the kid who is trans but uh, but conservatives like to run with this conspiracy that that it's the adults that are pushing this on the kids, and they, and they then they take it to extremes where they're saying that uh, doctors are performing uh, 
surgeries on small children, uh, gender, uh, gender changing surgeries on small children, which is a flat out lie. These uh, transition surgeries are only for adults who, uh, who have gone undergone years of therapy. Uh, this is like a long, this is like a long process. No one, no one just jumps right into a transition. Uh, so, but Tucker Carlson uh, wants you to think that there's a conspiracy of people who are farming and abusing children by turning them trans, which I should say is actually the real harm is not allowing uh, children to identify as trans. When you allow children to identify as the gender that they, that they want to be identified as, their suicide rate goes down significantly. And if you have people who support them as the, as the identity that they, as they identify as, their suicide rate goes down significantly as well. And these are the methods that this, the medical community uh, says that is best practices for, uh, for these kids. And and Republicans uh, want you to believe the opposite that they're harming kids. And so here is Tucker Carlson, the Republicans' top propagandist, crimes, and, and talking about uh, basically calling for people to attack teachers and uh, healthcare workers. These are sex crimes, and the people committing them should be punished. Now, try and say that out loud anywhere but on Fox News. You can't. Why can't you? Because it's true. That's why. You can't say the true things. You can claim the earth is flat. Yeah, like everyone, and then like everyone knows that when something's true, you have to say it. It's true, you know? Yeah, yeah, no. Truth, truth is only allowed on Fox News. Nowhere else will say truth. Nowhere. No. I mean, you, you can't buy a book that's got the truth in it. That's why they want to ban the books, because the, the, book, the books are all fake. They're all false. Every single book, except for the Bible, because I, uh, I poll really well among Christians. And Miriam Adelson says that I should get a book in the Bible. And that, that's the only book uh, that anyone should read, except for The Art of the Deal. <laughs> True. That's why. You can't say the true things. You can claim the earth is flat and no one gets exercise. But when you start saying things like all lives matter or sexualizing my children is a crime and if you keep it up, I'm going to hurt you because I'm the dad. Say that. Ooh, you're done. Libs of TikTok is being banned from the Internet. Why? Because it showed documentary evidence of what was happening. And no, Libs of TikTok was not banned because it was showing evidence Libs of TikTok was banned because it was harassing and brigading LGBTQ people, uh, sicking their audience on them, yeah, harassing them, basically making them like uh, quit the internet because the harassment is so bad. And the harassment has gotten so bad that uh, that its followers has gone as far to threaten to bomb children's hospitals. Hmm. So, yeah. so it, it, they weren't banned for exposing some truth. They were banned for literally inciting violence. Yeah. The, so the thing with the conservatives 
they think that the internet is like a place you can go like like the way he said they were banned across the internet no they weren't the internet is not like a store you can walk into and get kicked out and say no you're not allowed to to be on the internet like it there used to be a senator from Alaska Ted Stevens who one time said that the internet was a series of tubes it's a series of tubes where you send information from one place to another these guys act like libs of TikTok were permanently silenced and banned from using the tubes but that's not how the internet works that is really not at all how it works but we'll we'll let him continue documentary evidence of what was happening some people describe what was happening as grooming we're not exactly sure what that means but if it's sexually abusing children yeah we, some people say it was grooming we don't know exactly what that means but children yeah that is what's happening but the term groomer is now we don't know it's happening but yeah that is what's happening okay talker exactly sure what that means but if it's sexually abusing children yeah that is what's happening but the term groomer is now hate speech, says NBC News. A couple of months ago, the, these people, um, one is Libs of TikTok, another is Matt Walsh, uh, you have Chris Rufo, who you just mentioned. They've been villainizing and literally demonizing these doctors who treat these people for months now. And so in that time, you can just see it in their mentions. This, this sicko language, I've seen it a million times over because every time they tweet about these doctors, using these doctors' faces sometimes, and they'll, they'll, the, all of the, the comments are like sickos, demonic, satanic, pedophile, groomer. Yeah, they're being mean to doctors who castrate children, who cut the breasts off girls. Yeah. Not happening, by the way. Just... Uh, uh, do you remember Pizzagate? Yeah, slightly. The, this is like Pizzagate, you know, where they invent something to be mad at. Like, believing that there was a child sex trafficking ring in the basement of a pizza parlor in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Which sounds so ridiculous that you could almost laugh were it not for someone actually trying to go to that pizza place and like i don't remember did he kill someone in there did he like assault people when he went in there I, because he believed it i don't i forget what happened i don't know if anyone was hurt but i know a guy definitely went in there thinking he was going to save some children and apparently and that place doesn't even have a basement but right, the, they they keep inventing new things that are out for your children. It's it it's it, it's it's like they get the the horror voiceover guy to come in. Coming this fall, they're after your children. It's the leprechaun. It's Hillary Clinton. It's your worst nightmare. But it's like so made up. It's so farcical. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, and like, and it's just like, I mean, there are like pedophile rings out there, but it's just like believing that it's in a pizza parlor because uh, some of Hillary's emails mentioned pizza 
It's it's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> yeah, the the Tucker Carlson is afraid of his own imagination, which brings up the question: Why is he imagining these things? We're, we're, why? We we could get to that in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We'll 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 get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, castrate children who cut the breasts off girls. Yeah. This is not only happening, it is being celebrated and aggressively defended by virtually everyone with power. Take three steps back. We used to say, oh, our society doesn't care about children. That's not what this is. What you're seeing is a society that hates children. You would have to hate children in order to sexualize them because sexualizing children screws them up for life. Ask anyone to whom it's happened. Hmm. It's, it's interesting that Tucker says that. Let's, let's, let's put a pin in that. Period. No one should put up with this. No parent should put up with this for one second, no matter what the law says. Your duty, your moral duty, is to defend your children. This is an attack on your children, and you should fight back. So, These yeah. are sex... So yeah, the, there's Tucker calling, calling to action to, uh, to fight back against teachers and healthcare professionals. And, uh, and I mean, and there's already been bomb threats to host to children's hospitals. So it's yeah. it, like it's only a matter of time before someone ends up dead. Yeah, and like in Florida, they've taken such drastic actions to like in the school systems. It, I mean, I is it true that they like banned rainbows in from the Florida schools? Yes, in Florida. There are accounts from teachers who said that they were basically told that they have to remove rainbows uh, like from their bulletin boards because it promotes the gay agenda whatever. It's, it's, yeah, rainbows in classrooms equal sexualizing children to Republicans at this point. Yeah, yeah. The, for, uh, from NBC News, uh, school officials have been accused of warning teachers not to wear rainbow articles of clothing. I mean, like free country, by the uh, way, free country. Yeah, yeah. free free country. <laughs> that this is freedom of speech. Blah, 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 these guys always say, but like it, it, in school, you're supposed to learn colors. Like, are they going to say that the the crayons on the front of a Crayola box are too gay because they have a rainbow on them? Yeah. Are they, are they going to ban the Sally Ride quarter? Because she's on the back of a quarter now. Are they going to ban that because, like, her obituary talked about her wife? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. This is this is ridiculous. Yeah. But at this point, I've come to expect the ridiculous from them. And and Tucker has taken it even further, where where um. Where on last on his program last night, uh, he's gone. He's gone as far as to doxing uh, healthcare professionals. He he went on. He did a segment where he put up the pictures of Vanderbilt University Medical Center board of directors, and he read off their names one by one, showing all their faces. This is. We, and we go back to his call of action from the previous clip where he says we need to fight back. So this, so him showing these faces, reading these names, 
are putting an actual target on the back of these doctors. This could, this could ruin the lives of these people if, if the harassment is bad enough. Um, I mean, this, this is similar to what happened to Dr. George Tiller um, when he was killed. I mean, he was an abortion doctor who provided abortions and the Republicans just kept on repeating his name and repeating and repeating and repeating until finally someone who wanted to defend the children, defend the unborn babies, murdered him. The, the, the violence that they, they claim they're against violence and then they, you know, have an insurrection against the Capitol and incite people to murder. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and, and like Tucker and like how you, and it's nice that you said how they said, how they were repeating this over and over again, because this is exactly what Tucker Carlson has been doing with this uh, narrative that he's been forming. Here is a, here is a clip of him, a uh, cut up clip of him that, that show, demonstrates this well. So to be clear, Boston's, Boston's Children's, Children's Hospital, Hospital is not ashamed of committing sexual, sexual mutilation, mutilation of, of children. children. Gender affirming care is a euphemism for chemical, chemical castration. castration. What is gender affirming care? Well, it's castrating, castrating children. It's exactly what it is. The sterilization and castration, castration of children. children. No one should put up with this. No parent should put up with this for one second, no matter what the law says. Your duty, your moral duty, is to defend your children. This is an attack on your children, and you should fight back. So to be and I also just want to take quick umbrage with the background that he's got there. Trans is not a debate. It's a type of people. Yeah. That that's that that's like when you say you know the blank question. That, that's they're not a they're not a question. They're people. I was literally about to say it's it's a it's almost a one to one comparison. To the Jewish question from uh, Nazi, from neo-Nazi conspiracy, it's like the Jewish. It's like Tucker having a a Chiron and saying, "Oh, we're the Jewish debate." My mic cut out for a few minutes here, so I had to cut parts of it. So it's a little odd, but here are a few clips of Tucker Carlson defending pedophilia. A lap dance in front of the entire class. Mm. Alicia Smith, pictured on the screen, accused of grinding on the 15-year-old, putting her head between his legs and fondling him. <sighs> Smith reportedly admits to doing all this, but only after the rest of the class, she says, convinced her to. Okay. So, you know, I, I think legitimate opinion divides whether this was appropriate for the classroom or not. What? But there what? are what? people... What? But there are people what? Uh, hold on, so let me finish. There are people out there who believe that there ought to be criminal sanctions brought against this I, woman. I, I, and know, I think that's deranged. So what? if the class had because tried to Because there's no there's no victim here. If the class had tried to convict her uh, or convince her of committing a crime like killing somebody, which you've done it to But this isn't I mean, a crime. That's the does, point I'm making. A crime class... suggests a victim. And what do you no mean there's no victim though? There's a fifteen year old oh kid and then you have a grown no, up teacher. There's a fifteen year old boy. Fifteen year old. So having been a fifteen year old boy, I can tell you 
Unless there's something we don't know about this, this kid's life is not. Been I have He's taught 15 year old boys. I assure you, they are still kids. This is the they dream may be laughing, but I assure you, I mean, you're okay, not embarrassed. So, well, no, I'm not, look, I'm not saying I, I want this going on in my kid's school. I'm just saying. Let's spare the outrage here and just be real about it. Which what are you is, talking about? He put, she put her head between his legs. Okay, she, she was, you know, acting out a lap dance. Maybe, maybe that's why he keeps inventing all of these things uh, about, you know, child castration. Because he's just, just... Uh, I, uh, I, I can't even get the words. It's that stupid. Just, just go ahead. Go ahead. I can't. What's going on in the world of politics today? Well, the world of po I don't know about the world of politics. So I'm just reading the story trying to figure out how to get it into our show tonight about the, about the kid, the 13-year-old who was, I guess, molested, they're saying, by his teacher who had sex with him 28 times in one week. Now, did you just hit the wire just now? Yeah. Yeah, I got a picture of this beast. Really? Un she's from Delaware, Rachel Holt. Right. She's, uh, let me see, she's five feet tall, 165 pounds. And she's the teacher. She's the teacher. Here, here and she, she slept with this kid 28 times in one week. Now, I ask you. In one week? You have a lot of experience. You've been around, right? Could you do that? Could I sleep with, with well, not a kid, but can I sleep with a woman? Could you six, sleep with a 165-pound woman 28 <laughs> times in one week? Are you physically capable of doing that? Or do you take your hat off to this kid? Yeah, this kid should this kid should, should get like a Nobel Peace Prize, for, <laughs> the Presidential Medal of Freedom, yeah. anyway. But at the end of the day, this is but see, you know now, as double standard as everybody wants to be, it, it it just seems like so much more of a crime from this beast than it does Deborah Lefebvre, does it not? <laughs> totally. I mean, she, oh, look, my theory on this is, you know, thirteen-year-old boys have one goal, obviously, in life to get laid. Of course. And they take that out on 13-year-old girls. Now, 13-year-old boys getting laid, not a bad thing. 13-year-old girls getting laid, bad thing, particularly if the 13-year-old girl is your daughter. See, right? why, why are we so double-standard in the fact that, you know, 13-year-old boy getting a little booty, it's just a man's way, no big deal. doesn't even really matter who it is. I mean, I guess it really does, but, I mean, in, in our me messed up mind. But, boy, as soon as it's a 13-year-old girl, everybody wants to, you know, burn that person at the stake. Because well, when a 13-year-old boy is 35, he can barely remember the girls he slept with when he was 13. That's true. Any, right? But a 13-year-old girl, when she's 35, she's still thinking about that guy. I mean, it's just a much deeper experience for girls at that age, and they're not ready for that. Girls are far more screwed up than we are. We can just have sex and screw and be done with it. They really, like, keep, you know, they keep a part of it. Exactly. So my point is that teachers like this, not necessarily the, you know, this one in particular, but they are doing a service to all 13-year-old <laughs> girls by taking the pressure off. They are a pressure relief valve, like the kind you have on your phone. And, and to... Uh, the the number of things referring to women as a pressure release valve not only is that objectifying women it it's putting women at the service of at the service of like, this is, uh, what? And to, to, to this, this is stupid. And, why does Tucker Carlson care about this? Because he's a weirdo. He's a freak. It's, but yeah, it's it's like it's <laughs> like the the people in 
Ohio, the Ohio House, that in an effort to ramp up rage uh, about trans athletes, invented a problem. Again, it doesn't exist. Saying that trans athletes are stealing scholarships from girls. And so their response was in the Ohio House to at 11 p.m. at night on the last day before a five month recess, pass a bill that says that if you are a student athlete and you are participating in sports, if your gender comes into question, it does not say by who anyone can question your gender. You are then required as a student to go to the doctor and get your chromosomes checked, your testosterone levels checked, and the doctor is required to do an external and internal genital examination. Quite literally, inspecting and feeling to make sure you have ovaries from the inside before saying, yes, this is a, I would classify this person as a girl. So then they're allowed to go participate in women's sports. You, anyone can request this. That that is how the bill is written. They put, and this like is anyone, the level of like the, anyone. The opposing coach? Opposing players, yeah. opposing pa parents, like yeah. the the way the bill is written, it does not specify who can make the claim that they disagree with the gender, and it's like, and it doesn't say when. So, like, are we gonna get new flags on the football field? Like, you know, the the yellow flag gets thrown when there's a disagreement. Are we suddenly going to get people shouting at referees? Oh no, that that guy is too good. He must be a girl, and turn it on men. Are we going to have soccer matches, girl soccer matches, where someone is really, really good, being recruited for scholarships from you know? big universities and suddenly someone says no i i question this person's gender like like if someone from like you know timbuktu comes through it is that valid this is the level they are going to and by the way the year they passed this this year ohio has had one trans athlete one yeah, it's just a a manufactured crisis. They make people a upset. manufactured crisis in which they think the solution is to subject children to internal yes. genital exams that they are allowing to be requested by anyone. Yep, and going back I, and going back to Tucker Carlson, uh, no one who has those views on on uh like a teacher a, a teacher uh doing those things with like 15 and 13 year old children anyone who thinks that's acceptable should not be taken seriously when they talk about uh, like children being abused i don't think that is a i don't think he's a good arbiter of what is child abuse at that point and, and this gets into the whole I hate this phrase. Boys will be boys. 
Boys will be boys. Ah, they're boys. They're going to sleep around. They're what, 16, 13 in Tucker's case? They're, oh, boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. This is how boys are built. Maybe we should stop perpetuating, first of all, that myth, and second of all, that expectation. Yes. But yet, Tucker insists on perpetuating this. You want to talk about the, uh... Word. Sure. We, uh, so, um, the uh, newspaper in Texas has just published a new um, story. Uh, it is a report uh, it was that the Dallas Morning News put out that basically says universities have hired this, this, this firm uh, with some software called Social Sentinel that they claim is being used to monitor students for, you know, depression, um, basically things that happen on social media. Like if a person says, oh, I'm feeling depressed today, that's how they market it. It's like, well, well, we know that this student is depressed. Maybe we should check in on them. But in reality, what it is being used for is monitoring student disruptive activities and by disruptive activities i mean students who are trying to organize on their campuses whether it be in response to you know a speaker that they don't like and they want to come put up some signs um a crowd that they're trying to get together to um voice an opinion on something you know standard protest stuff and schools are now, in the college level, actively monitoring their students' social media accounts to try to preemptively expect protests at certain places by certain people for certain things. And it's chilling to free speech. It's very chilling to free speech. The thought that your university, to whom you pay to be able to go to school is monitoring basically every word that you say on social media to look for dissension in the ranks. Now, one of the police officers in the article said that we look for it on social media because if there is a protest, we want to make sure that there are adequate you know, security personnel around just to keep the peace and protect the calm. Because, you know, protests are totally legal under the First Amendment. Um, again, not an attorney, not legal advice, not telling you to go, you know, protest anything or anything. Uh, definitely check with the ACLU on how it applies to people on campuses. But the fact that they are monitoring alone is the chilling effect. But the, the, there's no way that this could backfire. You know, no way whatsoever. I'm saying sarcastically, just for those of you who can't see my face and my reactions. This is quite chilling, quite horrifying. But, I mean, the, the constant surveillance state that we see all over, I mean, what did Edward Snowden teach us? 
we uh, our metadata is being collected and this is one more example of universities doing it to their students yep and yeah like i said it's it's one thing to uh post something online and have it be public and it's totally another thing for like some company to develop some software that compiles all this data into one place where you can easily like keyword search things and track people down uh based on what they're posting like that's like i i think i think everyone could understand the difference between that where it's like you can post things publicly but like that like it using that public information and to like crack down on per individual rights is aggregating into groups people based on keyword searches is it's such an invasion of privacy but again this is what conservatives want they don't want you to have a right to privacy they've already signaled that their ultimate goal is to overturn griswold so that there is no inherent right to privacy yeah i mean and then uh, whether or not you are being monitored becomes a state's rights issue and the roe v wade relied on that right to privacy so yeah. like the overturning of roe v wade was like basically the first step in overturning your right to privacy I mean, the, like, when you compare it to things like, you know, the speed cameras that people have out to try to catch you speeding, like if you go 10 miles an hour over, you're suddenly going to get a ticket in the mail or things like that. It's how many cameras do we need? How many things do like we a, need to monitor people doing? I mean, like, I'm, I mean, China, China has a lot of cameras everywhere, and I don't think people like it very much. <laughs> no, and it's. I mean, like, you know, the insurance companies are like, well, you can put a little, uh, you can just plug this into your car. And if we can track that you're not breaking the speed limit, we'll pull money off of your deductibles. I would never sign up for that because who else gets access to that data? Yeah. Like uh, that. Yeah, you can say, oh, it's just used internally. But. Also, if you say we have the right to update this agreement without telling you, what's what's that going to do? Who's going to get that? Is is this going to be used against me in a court of law? Like, if you have the right to silence, take it, use it. Like, don't put out the data. You, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, anything else on that? No. That's no, yeah, no. a shame. I mean, when you think about the the 60s and the 70s and the student protests that helped reshape um, the war in Vietnam and the calls to end the war in Vietnam, uh, when you think about the student protests that uh, were against segregation and the Jim Crow South, students have always had a ton of power and i think universities know that and i think they still are a bit i i don't want to say paranoid but a bit um concerned what if students remember that they have this power in mass so that's that's all i'll say about that all right 
and then we'll, so we'll move on to our next topic which is uh some infighting within the democratic party uh rashida talib came out the other day and basically said that uh israel is an apartheid state which i believe it is and and that we should oppose apartheid and in res in response to this a bunch of of establishment democrats who are funded by apac which is a which is a super PAC, which is funded by the state of Israel and a bunch of Zionists. And um, so they get money from these groups that are groups that are just there to promote the state of, of Israel. And so, and one of them is Debbie Washington Schultz, who came out on Twitter uh, with this tweet saying that the outrageous progressive litmus test by Israel by Rashida Tlaib is nothing short of anti-Semitic. Proud progressive do not wait. Proud progressive do support Israel's right to exist as a Jewish and democratic state. Suggesting otherwise is shameful and dangerous. Divisive rhetoric does not lead to peace. A couple things uh, about this statement here is I would say that you cannot you cannot be both a Jewish state and a democratic state to be a jewish state means that all your citizens are jewish and this is the what is called the zionist movement which is to establish a jewish state a jewish ethno state and if you have an ethno state which is which only allows jewish people to be citizens of that state it cannot be a democratic state because you are treating all the other groups in in that state as second class citizens as israel currently does to uh to its arab citizens arab citizens in that that live in israel are are treated as a second class citizen and then you have the occupied territories palestinian territories uh where basically Palestinians and Israelis, they have different license plate, and depending on what license plate you have, it determines on what roads you're allowed to take. And it's, it's not democratic at all. And then also the um, supporting Israel no matter what and ignoring the crimes of the state of Israel against the Palestinian people what that does it that doesn't lead to peace either that just allows the uh continuation of the repression of palestinian people who have been occupied by israel's for dec by for decades and they have been systematically being removed from their territory and it's just a, a situation and it's all being uh, support backed by the united states the united states uh funds the israeli government we we sell them arms uh, that they then turn around to oppress palestinians so it's not anti-semitic to call out the crimes against humanity that the state of israel is doing and i would argue that uh implying that 
all all Jewish people support the state of Israel um, is that's actual anti-Semitism because like I know Jewish people I listen to Jewish people who do not support the state of Israel and are appalled by what the state of Israel does so this this is just an um, this is just establishment Dems who are funded by groups Israeli groups like APAC who are attacking uh, more progressive Democrats much of the way uh, that the Tories uh, attacked uh, Jeremy Corbyn uh, in his election uh, attempts a few years ago. They tried to paint him as, a, as an anti-Semite because uh, he was a staunch supporter of the Palestinians and, and their, uh, their right to exist. And last thing I want to touch on today is a truly wild moment for, uh, from the House Financial Services Committee where they laugh about the revolving door from Congress to the banks. The gentleman from Indiana, Mr. Hollingsworth, is now recognized for five minutes. Well, good afternoon. I'm excited to be here with each of you. Before I get started on my questions, Mr. Moynihan, I wanted to let you know, Saruthi, raise your hand, Saruthi. She has been my team member for a couple of years now, but on Monday, she becomes a Bank of America team member, about which she is very, very excited. So I hope you'll take good care of her and know and recognize the talent that she has shown already in our office. I'm sure she'll do the same at Bank of America. We will do that, and her father already works for us, so he'll oh, take care of it. You should have called us. <laughs> um, well, good. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to chat about some of these issues today. What I'm really interested in is the state of the economy. How are you floating your resume to big seeing the big banks? Grow up, Jamie. So yeah, there. So just a in a committee meeting between uh, members of Congress and bank executive executive, they're joking about how one of their colleagues is joining Bank of America, and then the executive responds, "Is oh, her father already works for us." So isn't that wonderful how that works? Yeah, this is, I mean, we've talked about the revolving door between Congress and K Street. Yep. Where if you are a member of Congress and you leave office, you will basically be offered a job lobbying for, you know, a Fortune 500 company because you know the process and you have those connections. I, so this is not surprising to me. No, it's not surprising they at all. Seem to, but they, it's just—it's it, it, kind of—it's it, not surprising. But what's surprising is that this is this is usually the type of conversations that go on behind closed doors. It's it's actually this is kind of rare that they're just like openly talking about this in an open hearing on TV. That's that's the incredible part about this. But the I but the fact that they're. Uh, joking around uh, like that about the revolving door which is actually like a huge problem with our government is not surprising and and the other thing is book deals if you don't go to to wall street you know maybe you get a book deal and then maybe you know a mega conservative donor can buy a hundred thousand copies of your book and then throw them in a dumpster. And then all of a sudden, you've made some money 
so that now you can self-campaign uh, regardless of whether or not you make donations in the future. Like, it, the, the way politicians have to make money is so remarkable. It's ridiculous. But, you know, they'll always find a way to make sure that they can. Yep. And with that, that will end this week's episode. Follow us on all our social media. Just search News Dive. Or News Dive Radio. Yep. And we will talk to you next week. Goodbye. Take care. We spent all day trying to locate the famous QAnon, which in the end we learned is not even a website. If it's out there, we could not find it. Pull out your binoculars, we're hunting for the letter Q. Poor talker searched all day and couldn't find a single clue.